0: To the Road to Tinue King Killer Chronicle fan podcast, where we explore the works and fans of Patrick Rothfuss. As always, there are spoilers. Please go read the books if you haven't yet. Today, we're joined by Echo Chernick. Hello, Echo. How's the Road to Tinue? Hello, it is most excellent. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. It's a, a little bit cooler today, but the road is still clear. So for people who may not immediately recognize how awesome and important you are to the fandom, <laughs> would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, sure. Uh,
1: my name is Echo Chernick, and I'm an advertising illustrator. I do a lot of mainstream advertising work. I do a lot of work in the gaming industry. And I also got to uh, design, do the design for the uh, Sailor's Flower uh, for the tack board and the Name of the Wind art deck. Um, I did the entire art for that as well. Um, which has been a fantastic project that's taken up the last couple of years of my life. So it's been uh, wonderful to work on.
0: We are so grateful for the work that you've been doing for the <laughs> last couple of years. Thank you very much. Um, I know that the tech boards came first. So how did that happen? So, well,
1: um, I met Patrick years ago. I go to Gen Con every year in Indianapolis and he uh, he would come to my booth pretty much every year I think and uh, we talk um well before I even knew really who he was I did he was just we just have these great conversations that eventually I'm like oh oh you wrote that okay awesome and then uh, I got approached to do by James Ernest to do the design for the the tack board uh, and he said that um Pat really wanted a Salus flower uh design on one side of it, but the problem was they didn't really have a design for the flower they didn't know what it looked like uh pat if he's he said this many times he's not a he doesn't consider himself a very visual person so he, he's he said it was i think the art direction was it was red and it has one flaw, one leaf and it kind of twists and does this thing and that was my art direction so i went ahead and i did a, the, the original drawing for the Salus flower um and i looked at it and went oh that's perfect that's completely it i think it's posted on my website the original um, botanical study for it. Um, then just because I'm thorough, I did two others, but, um, I got onto Skype with him and I showed him the first one and he was like super excited and I was super excited. And I said, Oh, well, I did these other two too. And he just kind of looked at me, yeah, 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 yeah. the first one, the first one. So, and that's how they ended up with the design for that. Um, uh, once that was approved, I went on and designed the, uh, the tech board and I did the, the sailor's board design. And then the back has the tavern board, which is supposed to look like an old weathered board that's, you know, it, it, that's in the tavern and like actually curved into the uh, tabletop. And I wanted to uh, design the sailor side so that you could play it um, you could play it several, you know, several different ways. You could play it six across or five across or three across, um, depending. So that's why it has the outer border around it uh, as well. And then, of course, they approached me to do the other tap board, which is the uh, the De- Dennis Daisy board and um, uh, they didn't know what they wanted for the other side. And so the, uh, the other side has a stone, like a stone pattern. And I wanted... I imagine for that that you uh, you would wander into uh, a garden um, and, you, and you sit down on this bench and you find this like old stone tack board just sort of carved into this pedestal maybe with some like, you know, water in it and some birds sitting on it. And you're like, oh, look, a tack board. Brush off the moss and play this game.
0: That's exactly how I thought of it when I saw it for the first time was like, this would be something you'd find like at a park or a garden. And it's just, it's, like those old um, chess tables. Like
1: the old chess tables, exactly. And yeah. you had know, to brush a little bit of stone off. And, I, and I, um, I did like the phases of the moon sort of snake around the edges of it because I wanted to separate the edges. So,
0: not to sound too fangirly, but I love it. <laughs> I love all of them. I really loved the denna daisy board. And I was so excited when I got it. I also got the stone pottery pieces. Oh, cool the
1: pieces. Yeah. And I was ex-
0: I used them together and that was a bad choice. It's a little bit scratched from that. I know. But I still love it. And it's not it's not like damaged beyond use. It just has a couple little scratches on it. Well they sent so. me some I
1: have some on my uh my website which is echochernick.com. I think I have some of them up there. I'll put some up there in case I don't but I have some of those. Those are the ones I did for the for the um uh fundraiser. So they, hand, they sent me a handful of those, and, I, uh, and so if you ever need another one, I have some there. Or I'll, maybe I'll get to see you at RadCon next year here in the Washington. There we go. In Washington. And then
0: you can sign one, and I can have one. Then I can sign one, mm. and you can play with a scratch one. So keep the other one behind glass. <laughs> so. There we go. I'll frame it. Frame it. Except that it's double-sided. I, I'm ah. so bad at
1: choosing. But uh, James Ernest actually called me up to do that, to do the board. Um, and he said, I have this game, and I'm going to do it. And the, So the very first time I played tack, it was like, pieces in a little ziploc baggie and like a napkin and he's like alright here's the game dump and it's like these little pieces that were like you know in this baggie and we were playing it on the table It's all drawn out you know so it was uh, just you know that's the best part about the game you can kind of play it on anything mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. but that was a lot of fun to work on and then um, and then of course after that I get to work on the uh, art deck uh, the, uh, the name of the win art deck
0: which was amazing to work on so you'd been talking to Pat for a while before you knew exactly who he was. <laughs> when did you read the book? I, I didn't know initially. I didn't know who he was.
1: Uh, my husband, my uh, he would he would come in and 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 talk to me at the booth, and then he helped us actually load the show out once. And then uh, my husband comes up and he goes, "You know that guy that comes over all the time? I, I think he's he's an author." And I went, "Oh, okay." And he's like, "I think he's a really kind of a famous author." And I went, "Oh, okay." <laughs> And then we look and he's got this line like out the door. I'm like, oh, you might be right. And so then I actually <laughs> up, uh, he approached me to do the art tech, and he gave me a copy of books. And that's the first time that I that I actually got to read them. So um, oh. Just because I work all the time. So not because I don't, right. you know, I don't get to do a lot of extracurricular stuff because I work all the time. But yeah, he, uh, he sent me a copy of each of the books and then I sat down and read them both. So you had a question there. Uh, totally lost your question.
0: Oh. <laughs> what were you asking? Oh, it's- <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I was going to ask how many times you read the books just the ones? I read them twice so I re- I read okay. them once and I sat
1: down and I just read both books and then I read them the second time and I highlighted stuff and then I had my um my assistant she read them as well and then she highlighted things and then she made like flow charts and lists of all the characters <laughs> and like all of the af- af- affectations of the characters I'm very uh detail oriented when I was designing this deck, I wanted to make sure that I had as much detail in as possible and that all the details were right. And I also wanted to make sure, the reason I read, even though this was for the name of the Wind deck, I wanted to make sure that I um, I read Wise Man's Fear too because I like to do a lot of foreshadowing in my pieces. So if you look at them, you might see something that would allude you know, to the next book. And, and I like to put detail, very detail-oriented. So she made all these charts and lists. And then I went and hit the fan boards. And then I started kind of asking these random questions like, oh, what sort of symbols do you see when, you know, with this character and just like have people just fill up the box with all of their ideas and things. And it wasn't obvious that I was working on a project at all. (laughs) No, no no reason. I'm just, just wondering. They're like,
0: just just Just, just
1: because I just need to know this right now. And um, so they were really helpful. I I like to do a lot of research and Pat is um, very busy. So I didn't always, I wasn't able to reach him to ask him to answer questions. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to, do as much as I could without bothering him. So, uh, but the fans were a really great help with that as well.
0: So yeah. So I read them
1: twice each.
0: Okay. Sorry. That was a thumbs up for everybody listening. Why? Um, <laughs> how many times have you read them? A couple, but I also, because of the podcast, I do a lot of like selective reading. Okay. Okay. So I'll go and like, if I'm going to talk about, I did an episode about the Adem and about the Lothani. And so I just read that section.
1: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. A lot of sense.
0: Or I, I wanted to talk to somebody, they wanted to talk about uh, the stories and like the meanings within the stories. And so I just went and I found like when Scarpy was telling his story, when uh, Trappist was telling his story, just I couldn't find all the stories because a lot of them are pretty small, but like the bigger ones. And so I would just read those parts. And sometimes I just, I'll look at it and I'll just read a little bit (laughs) to myself.
1: Yeah. I have to go through and reread. I had to go through and reread them a lot too. So the Scarpy one, Mm -hmm. it's funny you're saying that. Um, I actually hired uh, Gary Whitaker, who is a, um, master storyteller and a professional storyteller uh to pose for scarf for me because i just i was googling images trying to find the right face trying to find a model or some references and i came across him and i thought well he's just got this great look so i hired him and he, and he got a friend of his to uh our photographer friend of his to shoot some reference photos of him and he sent me just a whole bunch of really great photographs to work from so he was really sweet he's dying to see the deck
0: Did you have a favorite character? I have draw? a favorite
1: character. I have a favorite one. Uh, let's see, I think my favorite card is the the one of Kvoth where he's on the rooftop. That's my favorite card. Um, mm. I just I love that card. And I actually hired um I hired models for both that one and the uh, the other one where he's young as well, where he's playing the lute. Um, and they were two uh two friends of my daughter's um the older one he's the model for it he's in middle school with her and the younger one is just his younger friend um and i had them come here and they posed for me they put on the other ren fair clothes and they did their poses for them and they just did such an amazing job um but i just i like i like the one where he's in uh turban turban i don't know how to pronounce it uh where he's on the rooftop Mm -hmm. and that's just pat really liked that card too because it was just very powerful um i like that one. I like the Bast the Basque Card. That was kinda of fun too. The na- the naked Bast card as uh as Pat calls it. the, the uh, new yes, yes. Bast card. So I like how that one came out. Um uh, Mola. I really like Mola a lot. I just I I don't know, I just really I think that's one of my favorite cards as well.
0: It's hard to pick a favorite.
1: I used to run on the uh the ambulance and um do medical things. And I was either gonna go into medicine or, or be an artist and so I guess that's why I like Mola, you know, all the the gauze and the cariness and the That's medical parts, so.
0: Did you use models for all of the cards?
1: Yes, I paint from models. So sometimes they're one person, sometimes they're a couple people, sometimes they're a mishmash of a bunch of people, but I always work from some sort of reference. I rely on that. I have a, I have face blindness, so I can't really just draw faces out of my head. I have to compile reference together and it's part of my working process. So my, uh, for instance, to the Ari card, a, that's my daughter posed for me for that one. Those are her feet. It's not exactly her face, but they're definitely her feet. Ah. So <laughs> I end up using usually, usually several different ones. So for Avanthi, Avanthi, my dad posed for that. <laughs> he likes Aww. that a lot. But, um, but yeah, I use, I use models for them. That's how I get such good likenesses and such um, good uh, expression.
0: I hope you used a good composite for Ambrose because I'm worried that if anybody recognizes him, (laughs) he's just going to get a punch in the snoot because he looks perfect, perfectly hateable.
1: He's one of the first cards that I did. Uh, I think uh, I did Fela first. No, I did did Denna. I did Denna first. I did um, three or four different versions of that one in different levels of style to see where Pat wanted to be at mm-hmm. the level of style of the deck and show and we did had a big discussion about that and um we settled on that one and then I did the Fela card and the Ambrose card Ambrose is horrifying I love him <laughs> he just looks he just he's the card you want to hate mm-hmm. so I, my I, uh my, my family would come in and they'd look while I was working at him and they'd go oh god he's awful and I'm like but he's good right And i would be like yeah but he's awful I hate him so, that's the point this is wretched i wanted the hands to look specifically like you know he could be doing that ha sort of thing with both of his hands that cross over at the same time mm-hmm. so you know i try to do a lot of uh a lot of symbolism and a lot of depth to
0: the placement of absolutely everything in the cars when well they could so <laughs> he's he's horrible okay. did you have any cards that you struggled with
1: Oh geez, well that's a loaded question. I
0: struggled with. I've worked on it for so long. Hmm. I don't mean to get the way I wanted them to. However, you want to interpret it. Either you had to do it over and over again, or you didn't like it, or you didn't like the character, or however you want to interpret it. I, you know, I have a good. I, I'm pretty good at just getting into whatever I'm working
1: on. Okay. Um, you know, so I had to make this. Pat wanted the skin tone darker on some of them and I that that they sometimes they like Master Lauren went darker than I had originally painted the card. So I was a little bit like, whoa, he's really dark. So I feel the colors are kinda off a little bit because mm. he's just so dark and Kilvin too. And he's just blacker, blacker, blacker. So I'm like, <laughs> Oh, he's really, really dark. Um, that's not the way I originally painted it, but it was um with kilvin i was actually i felt creepy i was in the pool and i'm i'm swimming in the public pool and i'm looking at people's skin tone and there was this really dark family and i kept staring at them trying to look at their reflections and i'm like why well, i feel like a real creep but they had that really dark cool skin tone that reflects with the really white highlights and i'm instead of like the 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 normal darker that reflects with the warmer highlights and i'm kind of staring at them hoping they don't think i'm staring at their children or something i'm like no i'm really just studying the highlights on your on your skin (laughs) so i promise uh, i'm not a creeper i promise i'm not gonna go take a picture of you i'll just you're just gonna stare here like a like a creep but uh but i was trying to look because you you see the side of his face is really really light because you kept wanting him to be very very dark I don't know. They're all. They all have their own challenges and their own, you know, ups and downs and things. And I like some, and other people like other ones. And I hope everybody likes all of them. <laughs> that was my goal. I have my favorite ones that I like. Um, like I like the young Kvothe with the um, the loot. If you look on his um, his chest, he had when I I I shot the reference photos outside, and he had some some. The, the light was coming through the trees really beautifully. And so I specifically repainted and rearranged it. So it almost looks like a, like a wagon wheel from his, uh, you know, from one of the, the, um, the wagons, like uh, that's the, that's the, uh, on his chest um, as the, mm-hmm. as the tree. I wanted to like kind of, hide, I like to hide things like that in there. Lorian has a key. Now he had me, had had me add that.
0: Um, I was going to ask about that. He
1: just told me to add it. I didn't get a lot of background on that, so I can't answer a lot of background about it. He just said that it was important that I put it in there, and I'm like, okay, you know, but he wouldn't tell me anything more, so I can't give you any spoilers on that. Sorry, <laughs> I was just well because I was like, well, I want to. I told him I said I want to put something here. It needs something here, and I would say, you know, I asked him, I said, what do you what do you think would go good here? Because I I don't you know I want to put something that is important, and he said to put keys, and I was like, okay, so keys it is. So. Of course, Simon has the tack board on the table. <laughs> you
0: know? Mm-hmm. Roth fans, I call us Roth fans, are notorious for seeing clues in everything. And it sounds like you've got you've got some clues in there for us. Uh, I was going to ask about the keys because when I, I, I was looking at all the cards before I talked to you, and I noticed the keys, and I'm like, that is interesting. And it immediately made me think of a noble woman or a housekeeper, like a head of mm-hmm. house kind of thing. And I know you don't know, but if you were to speculate. Well, in,
1: in, in the North Pantheon, you- the women have keys off. And so that, you know, mm-hmm. that to me makes a lot of sense. But I don't know, you know, I don't know specifically if he's got something planned for that. I didn't ask. I Some things you don't, some doors you don't open. Yeah, I don't yeah. ask. I'm like, no, you know what? Yeah. So no. I didn't ask him that. But um, it makes sense to me because for the same thing that you were uh, you were thinking about it,
0: you know head of the household sort of iconography mm-hmm. and then the, the bird with mm-hmm. Dena, and young Dena has one too well she leaves i mean
1: she you know she leaves constantly just like whoom, like a bird you're like where'd she go you know so constantly so i wanted to i like to put some symbolism in there to refer to certain things and in this case that is the symbol of her whoom, you know it just uh, leaving and then returning and then leaving like, like a bird, you know, you just do, you know, you ever see, you okay. see I don't know about you, but you know, when I see birds or especially pretty birds, like I love red wing blackbirds. I just said there, I did, I chose that one cause that's one of my favorite birds. And when you see a red wing blackbird, at least when I see one, it always makes me happy. It's like seeing a rainbow. You see one and you go, Oh, you feel like kind of blessed, you know, you know when Dennis <laughs> back, you know, Dennis there, it always feels to me like he's, you know, just living for the moment. He's happy, you know, that she's there and then she's gone again. So it's like it's like that to me. It was that moment. So that's you know that doesn't really have, I suppose, a reflection in the book. That's more of an artistic thing that I put in there. Yeah, you're right. In the young den, I put one, I put one too, and I think there was, if I remember correctly, something to do with the direction they were facing, but I can't remember because I did it a while
0: ago. I think they might be facing. I think they're facing opposite directions.
1: Opposite, if I remember correctly, I did I did it for a reason. But yeah, the bird, but the birds are my expression. Also in the denna card too, he had. When they first presented it to him, he had uh, he pointed out that she had a lute, uh, I'm sorry, had a lute, a lyre, uh, instead of a harp. And he's like, well, she plays a harp. And I said, no, no, in the second book, she plays a harp. In the name of the wind one, she has the lyre. And he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> so that's why, you know, if this case there's any questions, why she has that instead of a harp. So, yes, I did read the second book. And, of course, I read how she was associated with the moon. That came up quite a bit. That was one of the things that when the fans were discussing.
0: So that's why I put that in there. Oh.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: a lot of them have uh foliage or mm-hmm. flowers and i was looking at the mm-hmm. ari on the rooftop and i was trying to guess what plant that was
1: apple tree okay so because that's what that's what's in the courtyard i believe right the apple yeah, tree. yeah yeah it's uh, those are apple blossoms okay so. Somebody had asked that online, too, as well. So I wanted her to look, and actually, what I first time I did her, my um, studio assistant looked at her, and she said, maybe you should change the color of her dress because it really blends in with the, the rooftop. And I, I looked at it, and I thought about it, and I said, no, I want it to, to blend in with the, the rooftop because uh, Ari, to me, seems like she's this part of the university. She's this, like, extension of the she just She's just part of it. She's there, and she could, like fade into it and come back out of it. And so I wanted it to be so, you know, connected with the roof. So she was almost like out of it and then back into it and into like almost very watery, watery. So I didn't want it to look like she was sitting on the roof. I wanted it to look like she was an extension of the roof. My daughter actually sits like that all the time. She sits in the back of the couch and she sits in that owly sort of position. And I'm like, I want her in that sort of like pose. And I wanted her to be holding the apple and looking at you. And you can interpret the look any way you want. You can interpret it like, you know, this is my apple, or I can share this apple, or, you know, get away from my apple, or, you know, <laughs> do you want to share? You know, there's many different ways to interpret that particular <laughs> look. I worked really hard to to get that sort of balanced look where it could
0: be interpreted a couple different
1: ways. Hopefully you're getting that. So
0: <laughs> I am, thank you. It's especially when you look at the top and when you look at the bottom, like, even if you turn it upside down, then it still becomes the top and the bottom. Like, I don't know. It changes it does, when, yeah, it when does. her face is upside down. Kind of looking at you like, you know,
1: but um, it's like that, that, that look on her face can just, it can change instantly. And you can see that that face can go from like where it is now to super friendly and welcoming or where it is now to God, you know, depending on how you react. That's what I was kind of going for. Yeah, and depending whatever you do next is gonna determine what her where she where she's gonna go, if she's gonna like disappear back into the university or if she's gonna you know, just pop down and welcome you, you know, you can sit there or or you know, go down the apple tree <laughs> or whatever. So but yes, that isn't so that is an apple tree.
0: With Arladen, there's some some evergreen needles and with a couple pine cones. Arladen
1: I had to redo a couple times. Arlen gave me a little bit of trouble. You asked me before um, which cards are more difficult than others. I just couldn't get, um, I couldn't get his arm right. I had a hard time. Hold on, Arlen. Hey, I'm pulling it up. Like it's part of my face blindness. I have to have things in front of me in order to discuss them completely. I can't remember what they look like. I wanted. Um, well, of course, they 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 travel a lot, you know, down the roads with the woods. I wanted I wanted the uh, the foliage to be, uh to be you know present, and also I wanted the um I had a problem with the with the arm pose because the, uh, because that particular king is the suicide king, and so they have in that pose he's got his arm you know with the sword that goes through the head. Are you familiar with mm-hmm. the regular card deck with suicide yeah, king? Yeah. And I wanted uh, because he wrote the song that ultimately ended up you know bringing the the, um, the Chandrian to them and, you know, causing death and everything. I, I wanted the loot to be symbolic in some way of that being the, uh, you know, the cause of the death. Mm-hmm. So, so right. I wanted to
0: reflect
1: the Suicide King with the pose on his, uh, on his loot, uh, which was quite difficult because I couldn't get the arm the way I wanted it. And I had to reshoot it like four times. <laughs> um, I wrote a whole sort of proposal to pat when he first um approached me about it about how to lay out the different cards mm-hmm. uh, because i did some research on if you had noticed some big big um opponent of researching things and i did a whole bunch of research on uh, cardomancy and how you use playing cards to you know tell the future and do that sort of thing because i, I in laying out what Characters are in what particular suit? I wanted to make sure that I had a rhyme or reason behind it, at least the main deck. Mm. Um, and I ended up, and um, I think it's on my blog. I ended up uh, finding out that different suits were symbolic of different parts in, of your life. Uh, the uh, the heart suit is symbolic of your uh, past and your childhood. Spades was symbol This is on my blog. The spades was symbolic of um, uh, knowledge and education. And the people you meet during that part of your life, clubs were friendships, uh, I believe, and that sort of relationship. So I, I, I specifically did more his his friends and the and and everything like that. Uh, and then um, diamonds were the present. Okay. Yeah. So I specifically, if you look at the deck, go to you can go to my blog and read. All I, wrote this big thing and i think i posted it up there uh that talks about why i chose those to be in there and then the uh, the uh, the second deck um we had to mix it up so that you um could mix and match the cards the purpose of the deck was so that you could pick your favorite characters mm. and mix them and match them and either make one deck that has your your favorite characters in there or um or you can mix them together and have you know or a big awesome deck too so that one is not as stringently laid out <laughs> And the the Elodin card, I think, is one of my favorites, too. Pat liked that one a lot.
0: Oh, when he's leaning back in the chair?
1: Yeah, I wanted him to... I just imagined him, like, you know, at the the horns, and everybody else all sitting there all focused, and he's just like, yeah, just, you know, with his feet up, like, not just completely not uh, conforming to where he was supposed to be doing and focusing on. So he, re- he really liked that card a
0: lot. I don't know if you remember this far back, but... On the Facebook page, I was the one who posted, Elodin doesn't care about no North Korean nuclear missile threat. <laughs> because he's my, uh, yeah, he he was, he's my wallpaper on my phone. Oh, is he? And so when I got that alert and I knew what it was, I just, I took a quick s- screenshot of it because it was funny to me that just completely relaxed, not caring dude, possible impending <laughs> nuclear missile. <laughs> Yep, he was just like, "Yeah, no, we're good." No cares given. No cares
1: given. For the actual logo for the deck, we did the M am- the M am- the gram there, where it's can be seen both directions. Mm. ambigram, so that when you turn it around, I wanted the the actual tuck box to look like something you might find, like in the library. You might, you know, you see this beautiful box with this beautiful sigil on the front but it doesn't necessarily have like a lot of text on it it just has this gorgeous sigil on it so, so um that's why uh we designed, designed it to be to be that to be that way with the uh, we can read it both directions but it's not necessarily apparent right away what it said because i wanted it to, to seem like it, it could be some sort of artifact that you just find lying around in the library in the archives
0: i'm looking at it now <laughs> They're so beautiful, thanks <laughs> um, one of the things I noticed was the the background, the lay, like the the floral images in the background, and I started to make a theory that they each represented a different aspect of the character because there's a lot of symbology with flowers and artwork, and it took me a while to realize that no they it, it's organized by suit yes i organized them by
1: suit i wanted um first and foremost uh, being an advertising illustrator and doing a lot of mainstream work i fo- i have to focus first on legibility of whatever i'm trying to communicate like if i'm doing an advertisement you have like two seconds for somebody to see it get it in their head and then move on so whatever i do um whatever i design has to be instantly legible and i wanted this deck to be playable even if the person playing it had no idea who the characters were. They picked it up mm-hmm. and they were playing it. They they need to know that's the Queen of Hearts. That's the King of Hearts. Uh, and mm. so, so uh, part of the reason I did, part of the way I did that was to, of course, you know, make the uh, the pips nice and clear and and the citrus clear. But I also did the different backgrounds with the different um, flowers to to make it you know extra legible and to tie them all together across each of the suits. Uh, and then from there I put in the you know the characters which I wanted to be, of course hopefully isn't instantly recognizable to the people that are familiar (laughs) with them. And then beyond that, I wanted to put in the symbolism and the little things that you could notice later on, the more and more you stare at it, um, or if you stare at the, the pieces bigger. Um, as well, and they're kind of going to be hard to see on the—they're hard to see on the cards because they're small, but the, and the bigger prints, uh, which I will have on the website in um, a couple of weeks, I'll have the I'll have the, the prints of individual pieces. If you had one in particular, you know, anyone wanted to order, um, they'll be up on echochernic.com so you can order them there, or you can just download them and look at them on your screen too. That's fine, uh, but you can you know you can notice all the little tiny details in there. Mm. Um, so that's the way I level up. Pretty much everything I do. But yeah, the flowers—the the <laughs> flowers I had the sealess ones, and then the rose ones, and then the black and the red. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the first back, the first card back I did was the Drakus card back, um, and then the second one I did was the Loop card back. Um, I think the Drakus one is up on the site, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's the back of the Chandrian deck, I think.
0: Oh, okay. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: <sighs> so, so I think that one came <laughs> out really cool. So and then I wanted a more traditional loot one as well, and they both came out good. I don't know which one I like better. I like them both.
0: <laughs> it's like choosing a favorite child, how could you
1: even? <laughs> but I wanted the uh, you know I had to do the drugs because it's just important and cool, and I had to put the wheel in there. And so that that one's a little bit more um, stylized, I guess. The loot one is a little bit more just design oriented. Mm-hmm. So, but they're both different. You know, they're just
0: they're just different. I had so much fun working on these. I noticed in one of the Ari ones where she had the key, the candle and the coin.
1: Yes. That was the alternate one.
0: And yeah, three Ari cards. Is she holding Foxen too? Yes. Yeah.
1: I had to ask a bunch of fans what Foxin looked like because Foxen's not in the first book. So, and I hadn't yet read uh, the other book yet. I li- So what I like about that card is that, um, the things are hanging so anti-gravity there's a moon and yet i have the moon in there still, <laughs> still have the moon in there but they're so they, they they're just like they're shooting up anti-gravity wise and i just i had so much fun with that one with the candle and the coin and the key mm-hmm.
0: and very very taverlin taverlin the great also had the key the candle and the coin
1: so i had fun with the cards are fun to design because they, uh, you know, when they reverse, you can tie the elements into each other. Like in this one's particularly mm-hmm. came out really cool because the elements kind of interact with each other and they come up by her head and they kind of have that, I don't know, sort of anti gravity feel, which works with this character anyway. So yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, that's what's really fun about card designs. So but when I first did the Den of Card, he wanted to know. Pat asked me if it was just a divider was it going to be straight across or if they were going to be, you know, change per card. And I told him I hadn't known, I didn't know at that time I had decided yet. Uh, but then I, I decided each one would be different based on the character and what worked best. So.
0: I like the way that the stuff hangs around re 2 because I feel like it's Things not being the way you expected them is really integral to her character. Exactly. Some
1: characters, it wouldn't make sense to have things floating next to them. But in in her case, it's almost mandatory. Things have to float sort of, you know, the way they're not
0: supposed to. (laughs) We were talking about the Kvothe in Tarbin. And... I was looking at the picture the other day and I realized that he's wearing his, um his gray follow pants. Yes. They've got yeah, the green and the gray.
1: <laughs> yes. That's, that is absolutely yeah. right. So, and they're, they're, they're sort of short and sort of ragged and, they were actually, um, when I had the model, he had similar pants that he put on to pose for me. Um, but I specifically chose a pair that was too small for him, just like they were, they're were, supposed to look like he's been wearing them for a while now. And they're just, uh, they're kind of ragged and stuff. And then, uh, yes, that is absolutely right. And I just love the way that, that card came out. I love the look in his face. I love if you zoom in and you can't really see it on the card because it's too small. If you zoom in, he's got dirt in his, on his face and he's actually has like tear tracks through the dirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't even see, you can't even see it, but when you zoom into it, it's like Aww. it's just awesome. It's just not being modest or anything, but you know.
0: Oh, I see the tear tracks now. Yeah. Zoomed in. Aww. I know. Maybe oh, it's, so it's okay.
1: It's so sad. So he really liked that. Pat really liked that card, too, when he first saw it. But, um, yeah, and the broken loot. Ah, mm-hmm.
0: oh, breaks my heart. Breaks I my heart. It's all busted
1: up. But I had to put the same. It's got the same uh, neck as the uh, as his father's, of course. Um, of course. I love the water, the way the water came out from. I wanted one of the, I wanted, like, the, you know, the, the, the downspout gargoyle mm-hmm. uh, there that, of course, are a sort of foreshadowing sim- symbolic representation of the, the Chandrian as, you know, monster type sort of, you know, it's one of those that representative of, but not, you know, not directly with his, with his integral tie into that and the, the way the water moves, you know, towards him, it brings you around in a circle. Cause they're like intertwined in this mm-hmm. revolving loop. So it's supposed to be him and he's got this foot on this, downspout that represents the Chandrian which is coming back around and then it's just it's you know in this continual motion of you know coming backwards through his through his life coming back you know back uh or he, he had to escape it it just goes you know it comes around and around so yeah it's a sad card that was so much fun to work on <laughs> that, that's my favorite one
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the card that I have saved on my phone and the card that was the eventual uh the eventual final for Stanchion, yes, is it's fun because of how excited he was, like in the first picture versus the final, like it got toned down a little bit. Oh, in the
1: first, the first one versus the 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 uh, you mean the, stand, the the first Stanchion card versus the uh, the changes that we made to it? Yeah, pull those up. Yes, all right. So you had questions about the the uh, the Stanchion versus the less the more toned down Stanchion one.
0: It wasn't a question. It was just that I liked it. <laughs> I liked like how I liked the evolution and like being able to see that. Did you
1: like the one where he's more toned down, or the pre- previous one?
0: Well, the previous one makes me laugh harder, <laughs> but the toned down one seems more like Stanchion actually is. Okay, and uh, it's also you know it's always fun to see to see Rothfuss. Show up yeah, in these
1: things. It was, it was fun painting uh painting him, especially with the with the beard the hair color slightly different than he is I was like whoa <laughs> <laughs> of course with my face blindness I had to keep checking you know just this, this looks like him right I had to keep mm-hmm. checking with people just making sure because I <laughs> you know sometimes uh, it's hard for me to paint like this is <laughs> but I liked the way the uh, the the talent pipes break up the scene on these two
0: mm-hmm and then um. Deok has the talent yes. pipes, too, on his card. Yes, yeah.
1: yes he does. So, and I like that. I like Stansion's big mug. <laughs> it's like the best yes. big beer mug. It's like, I like the leaves on it. And Tassel's, I'm a Tassel person. So, Debbie's got a lot of cool <laughs> things hidden in hers, too. Um, we did some changes to this card I think from when it was first released to after Not big changes, little, just little changes um, I wanted to put a lot of symbolism in there With like, okay. you know, the clock necklace And stuff with time, because you know mm-hmm. With moms <laughs> and debts and stuff With time yeah, yeah. And, and things like that So um...
0: So you have me um, You have me the thinking about keys now, and I'm looking at Master Lauren's picture. Did you think to put in that key or were you? Yeah, no, I
1: put that in because he, you know, holds the keys to the archives. Okay. You know, he is the keeper of the archives, so I wanted to to put
0: that in, so. I was Um, ready to spiral off into a whole theory now about the keys and who has keys and what it means that these characters have keys. But now I'm gonna calm down. Sorry.
1: Uh, I mean it's I can't say a thing. Hmm.
0: <laughs> well, it's it's a problem we have. We uh we look we look too hard sometimes. Yeah.
1: No, it's good though, cuz you know, it's good to speculate. I tried I tried really hard to put a lot of things in there to speculate to without um giving anything away. I don't have too many I don't, I don't think I have any deep, dark secrets so. about, about <laughs> the universe, I'm afraid. <laughs> a lot of the visuals I would show him, and he would um, approve or change, you know, depending on, but a lot of times with the visuals, since I said, like I said, he's, he claims not to be a very visual person, I would present something like Kilvin's hammer, for instance, he really likes Kilvin, like Kilvin's hammer, he would um, say, oh, I really like that, and then um you know, Or like uh, Fela, originally I had um, more sleeves on her. Um, mm. And then he said he wanted the gloves, so I changed it. And then later on he posted the one with the sleeves, and I was like, that was a really <laughs> early version of her you know, before we did the
0: gloves. But I like the way the gloves came out. So I mm. like her. I like the Fela card. I think she's really pretty. I was looking really hard at the um – the clubs on her sleeves and like oh, it's clovers what does clover mean what's the symbology oh she is the queen of clubs start <laughs> calm down Darn it. <laughs> calm down
1: <laughs> on ambrose though if you zoomed in all the little gold coins that are behind him actually have jackasses stamped into them.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh that is you can't amazing. see them here but
1: they do so they actually have like all these different coins with jackasses stamped into them
0: so, <laughs> so many details you can only see in like the prints and the bigger versions. I noticed the coins. I, uh, of course, I noticed the the rose because he's a he's a he's a poufta, mm. I guess. I don't know what the word she uses to describe pe- men who give roses. Oh yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> that word.
0: <laughs> but yeah,
1: everybody knows the word. Talking about. Yep, yep. <laughs>
0: You know what I'm what referencing, referencing, fan. If you're listening to this podcast, you know what I'm referencing. And if you don't, go read the books. <laughs> and your cinder is super creepy, too.
1: <laughs> I like, yeah, I had a friend of mine pose for cinder for me. He's He has um, very uh, expressively creepy features and... um <laughs> it, it was amazing. Guess what happens when you have artist friends? His his friends underlit him and got him all creepy looking. He sent me the pictures and I was like, nah, no, no, jeez, dude. <laughs> come on. You know, I didn't have to do that good of a job. I wanted it to make it look like he was like burning the way like out of the card. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it was actually like torching the card and it's like, whoa you know. <laughs> no, no 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 come out of the card. Stay right there. Stay right there. I don't want you actually to visit. So like give you that creepy feeling of, you know, one of those mirror games where you say the name three times and something mm-hmm. crawls out of the mirror at you. I wanted that sort of feel. So
0: <laughs> I was thinking like, if we burn this card, are we gonna release this demon onto our world?
1: Please don't do that. No. Yeah, don't please, do don't, find please don't, don't, don't find out. Don't burn the card. <laughs> please don't burn the card. <laughs> I liked how Aventy came out too. I really wanted those to be some really, really happy donkeys.
0: They are. Alpha and Beta, I think, are their names. Oh, what was their names again? Or Aleph. I think Aleph, Aleph and, and... Something like Beta. Uh, yeah,
1: Beta, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, It's uh, it's been a little while since I've read them. But, um, yeah, this is a fun project to work on, though. It's It's nice to do a big body of, of pieces that all fit together and, you know, doing sigils and the illustrations. I do... Um, a lot of different styles if you look at my portfolio I can do some really realistic oil paintings or I do vectors I do logos I do all over range so I think when I first showed pat the back design and the, and the sigils he was like whoa you can do like this sort of stuff too he was you know like yeah I, I kind of do everything so I do um lots of lots of different styles and I do a lot of um besides this I also did a big card deck for you know, for the role playing game shadow, which has a completely different feel to it. I do, I'm doing um, greeting cards right now, which are happy and fun and friendly. And so it's, it's nice. Cause I really like to just delve in and jump in. And this was a good project because I got to do a lot of research and like hide a lot of cool stuff in there. So that's the best kind of project.
0: If people wanted to look at your portfolio or perhaps purchase some of your amazing artwork, where would they go? They wanted to look at my
1: portfolio, um, like my professional portfolio, it's echo x.com or echo x.com. Um, but if you wanted to look for the uh, art to purchase, like uh, prints or the, um, the tack boards that I have up there for sale, which I sign, um, I have, I'm gonna have prints of all the cards up there as well. Um, and the new Sailor's pins that we have, we just got enamel pins in, they're so cool. Go to uh, go to echochernik.com for that e c h o c h e r n i k because I did the design for the um, for the flower. I thought it would be really really neat to make sales pins. Of them, so I popped a line over to Pat, and he said it was fine. And so I only I didn't make very many of them, but they just they came out. We just got them in the mail today, so I'm excited about them. Uh, but they came out really, really good. And the fans on the um, one of the groups were speculating that they could they liked the idea that they could wear them, and it could be like a you know sort of a secret, subtle fandom thing. So you see someone with the same flower, and you're all like part of the same club, sort of a fandom club. And it was like an identifier without being obvious, because it just looks like a pretty flower to normal you know other people, but not to, to that <laughs> And that was kind of cool. I did a uh, red ones. And then we got requests for black ones too, because the tag board actually has a, has the red ones and then the darker ones, because I wanted you to be able to have that feeling of traversing the board. So I have the red, red to red and then the darker to darker. So, so
0: yeah, that's at, those are at echoturnic.com under
1: uh, books and pins and
0: stuff. So listener, if you haven't seen those pins, they are absolutely gorgeous and you should buy some or the rest of her artwork because it's also amazing. <laughs>
1: and I'll have the um, the Kickstarter out the, uh, the, of the the decks up there and I'm going to have a small number of the uh, the Kickstarter only artist proof decks because they're only sold during the Kickstarter but because they're artist proofs, I do have a small number of them available. So but they're not posted up there yet. So okay. just message me if somebody's interested.
0: Okay, so yeah, you can email me or you can contact her if you're interested in those small number of artist proof decks, and I'll send you along. Super small number, but <laughs> <laughs> so you heard it here first. You better hurry if you want one.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is an exciting universe and really full of a lot of great symbolism, and it was uh, fun to work on the on the cards. So, and I like seeing the reactions. Overall, the reactions from the fans were pretty positive. So, and that's um, that was my goal was to You know, try to really capture the feeling of the characters so that people had a good response to them. Obviously, you can't get them exactly like some, you know, like everybody pictures, but overall, I think they were well, very well received. So that's good.
0: Absolutely. Is there any chance that we can look forward to a wise man's fear deck of cards in our future? Oh, I
1: hope so. I would love to do a wise man's fear deck, but that's not up to me. You have to ask Pat that. So,
0: (laughs) well, if if you want to send him my way.
1: the um initial concept left room to do that so that they could be interchangeable with each other but um i'm Mm -hmm. you know he's a very busy schedule so it kind of depends up it's all up to him and his schedule so he has a lot of things going on so but it can be if we did a wise moon sphere deck it would be interchangeable with this one so they could be mix and match so so i hope so that would be nice but we'll see what uh where the road brings us i guess (laughs) (laughs) we'll see where the the road road goes. goes
0: If it's meant to be. Uh, thank you very much for taking some time to talk with us about the cards and about symbolism and getting into the <laughs> nitty gritty. It's, it's what we love. Well, thank you for
1: having me on.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. If you ever want to come back and talk about the books in general. Awesome. That'd be great, too. Thank you and see you on the road. Thank you. Bye. Exciting news. Not long after recording this episode, Echo posted a Name of the Wind art deck section in her store. You can pre-order card decks and archival signed prints. For obvious reasons, they can't be shipped out until after the Kickstarter has been fulfilled. If you can't wait for KKC goodness, the gorgeous Seilus pins, original sketches, and tack boards are also available. Friends, this gets even better. The Road to Tinue has its first ever promo code. That's right. If you buy two archival prints, you get the third half off. That's three beautiful archival quality prints signed for only $50. Just use the promo code TINUAY. Maybe I know him, or maybe old white (laughs) men look the same. One of those is definitely true.